Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Medicinal Monday. I'm Dr. Suzanne Alter. And I'm Dr. Benjamin Alter. And we're both naturopathic doctors who support individuals in reversing disease and reclaiming optimal health through whole food, plant-based nutrition and mind-body medicine. So welcome to another episode of Medicinal Monday. We're excited to dive into this week's topic of movement. And we're going to be covering things like, you know, the best ways to move, how much movement, the benefits of movement, why you should be moving more, and um, and also like what movement doesn't do, um, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what movement doesn't do. Uh, but before we dive in, just a couple of announcements. The first one is our cleanse that is just around the corner, starter, starting April 11th. So if you're not already signed up and you're interested in joining us for our seasonal spring cleanse, which by the way is not your ordinary cleanse. This is hyper nourishing, no calorie restriction, restriction, no supplements or juices, except for just a few. Um, but, <laughs> but anyways, it's going to be awesome. So you can learn more and sign up and join us at www.alter.health slash cleanse. Yes. And we are currently live in our plant-based and stress-free group. It's lovely to see all of you who are live with us. As a reminder, we love to hear from you during these live Medicinal Monday sessions, so please feel free to ask whatever questions you have regarding today's topic of movement, and we would really love to address those. Yeah. Um, any other announcements? That's, That's it. it. Cool. So th- I, I thought that it was really kind of helpful to start off uh, on the topic of like what movement doesn't do, um, because a lot of people jump to movement and jump to exercise routines and jump to the gym in order to make themselves healthier. And movement actually doesn't make you healthier, in and of itself at least, right? It's one of the ingredients of health. And I just always hear about people sharing stories of, oh, you know, I knew such such and such. He was such an avid outdoorsman and he looked super lean and fit and trim and healthy and in shape. And he died prematurely, you know, of this or that, heart disease, a stroke, cancer, whatever, whatever it may be. And, you know, we can look and, and appear 
really healthy and fit if we move ourselves and like are, are super active. But what we show the world on our outside is not always representative of what's going on on our insides. So we want to be mindful of both, right? You know, our insides just as much as our outsides, um, if not more, you know, if not more. We want to be more mindful of what's going on on the inside. And then knowing that as we optimize what's going on on the inside, you know, we, we start to look better and feel better on the outside as well. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things we're always talking about here in our Medicinal Monday and our Facebook group, everything is really all the different aspects of health that make up a person's foundation of health. The foundation of health really being the most important thing to support long-term health and longevity. It's the way that we eat. It's the way that we breathe. It's the way that we hydrate ourselves. It's the way that we move. So there's movement. Movement is just one of the ingredients that yeah. creates the strong foundation of health in addition to also mindset, relationships, connection with purpose, rest. Those are the ingredients for the foundation yeah. of health. And we're, we're using the term movement very um, mindfully. We're talking about movement here. We're not talking about exercise because some people are kind of adverse to exercise. And quite frankly, we don't need to exercise to be healthy, but we do need to move. You know, we've got bodies, we've got joints, we've got muscles, and we need to move them. And we like to remind you that the opposite of a sedentary lifestyle is simply a lifestyle that is active, that involves healthy movement. And it doesn't mean that you need to go to the gym. It doesn't mean that you need to sign up for a marathon or some sort of, you know, ultra endurance event or anything like that or lift weights even. Um, we're going to be talking about how some of these things can be helpful. Uh, but really, when we look at the healthiest populations around the globe, we don't see like a, a more higher density of, you know, people going to the gym or people, you know, training for CrossFit or swimming laps in, in the pool or anything like that. We just see people who are living active lifestyles, whether it's dancing or gardening or just simply commuting by foot or on a bicycle or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and what what Dr. Ben is referring to right now is the research of the Blue Zones, right. the longest living populations throughout the world. Yeah. So that's kind of a good place to start, right? When we're talking about movement, you know, we don't need to do anything extreme. Um, but that being said, like there are some things that we can gain from quote unquote aerobic exercise or quote unquote weight training or quote unquote high intensity interval training. Um, so those are kind of like the three main kind of categories of movement, aerobics, uh, weight training, and high and higher intensity interval training. Um, and then there's kind of like the restorative movement, like stretching and yoga, and maybe to some extent Pilates, even though that's really hard. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like strengthening and flexibility sort of stuff. Um, so I guess just to start off the bat, like at the top of the list, aerobic exercise is really what a lot of people jump to which one of the main benefits being that it strengthens the cardiovascular system, which is the heart muscle itself, and also the um, respiratory system. Obviously, we increase our ventilation rate. We're going to be detoxifying through our lungs. We're going to be, you know, cultivating that healthy breath. And also, you know, aerobic exercise and really the, the cool thing about well, sorry, I use the word exercise, aerobic movement. And, and when it comes to movement in general, what it does to the body is it actually gives the body 
a good dose of stress, a good dose of finite, you know, physiologic stress that we enter into mindfully. And then once we come out of that stress, our body actually has more resilience to regain its parasympathetic state or the restful state. So exercise or movement is really good at helping our body know how to rest. And that's kind of paradoxical. If you've gone for a long hike or, you know, a long run or been had a really active day, you know that it feels good and you you can kind of rest more deeply and maybe sleep more deeply as well. Right. Yeah. Aerobic exercise is also the form of exercise that's really associated with fat burning and weight loss. And it's true that when we're in an aerobic state, we are in a fat burning state. Um, so for some individuals who are wanting to release fat from their body, it can be extra beneficial to do some aerobic exercise in a fasted state in the morning. But I have to say, I have to say, because we haven't said this yet, the thing about this whole topic of movement and movement and exercise is that I think so many people have a relationship with movement and exercise that, oh, it's how to keep my body attractive. It's how yeah. to lose weight. It's or it's how just to... a way to burn calories yes. so that I can earn my cupcake or something like that. Right. Yeah. And what we're talking about here is really why movement is so essential to supporting long-term health and yeah. longevity. Yeah. So you brought up how aerobic movement, especially in the morning in a fasted state, can really help with fat burning. But that's a good segue to what else helps with fat burning, which is a healthy metabolism, which really is dependent on the extent of muscle mass that you have on your body. Lean muscle mass is really the predictor of your quote-unquote basal metabolic rate. Because remember, your metabolism lives in your mitochondria, which live in your cells, but more specifically in highest density, your muscle cells. Um, so what do we do to gain and maintain muscle mass? Well, it has actually nothing to do with eating protein, <laughs> first and foremost, getting out, out of the way. Your, your gaining and maintaining muscle mass really has nothing to do with eating more protein. It has to do with moving your muscles. That's the most important ingredient to gaining and maintaining muscle mass. And obviously, what people go to to move their muscles and strengthen their muscles most is weights and lifting them and moving them in different ways. But we have to remember that we've got a nice weight that right built into us. It's our body. And uh, we can do incredible things with just, with just our body weights, whether it's body weight squats or lunges or even isometric curls and presses with our, without even holding anything. We can engage our muscles and maintain our muscle mass in that sort of way. Um, but weight, uh, on that note, like weight-bearing exercise and any time we're contracting our muscles and moving against gravity – this is a great um, way for not only strengthening our muscles, but also strengthening our skeleton and increasing and maintaining bone density, which is another reason that we need to move. Right. Yeah. And just to add to some of the other benefits of this form of movement, but all forms of movement. Also, whenever we're using our muscles and really flexing our muscles, that is actually the essential ingredient that supports the circulation yeah. of our lymphatic system, our lymphatic system where our immune system lives. And so using your muscles and moving on a regular basis is one of the easiest ways to reduce the stagnation of uh, the lymphatic system and yeah. support your immune system. 
Yeah. So are there any other good reasons or benefits from muscle engagement and weight training and that sort of thing? I think from well, off big, the top of my head. Beyond like <laughs> beyond like gaining and maintaining um beyond gaining and maintaining muscle. Like, I think yeah, I think that's good. That's... I mean the main things that come to mind are bone health, metabolism, uh lymphatic system. Yeah. Um that's the big one. And to some extent, you know, the other thing that's kind of universal when we're talking about movement and moving your body is like the hormonal balancing effects. Um, and this kind of leads us nicely into high intensity interval training, which is really a powerful means of helping to maintain and regulate healthy hormone balancing and production. And personally, I've got a lot of experience with this. Um, maybe you've heard me share the story about when I was in, um, I believe my third year of medical school, I was feeling really sluggish and, you know, high workload, not enough sleep, probably not enough food, all of the perfect ingredients for just feeling sluggish. And um, really, I was I was diagnosed with low testosterone. I got a I got a blood test. My testosterone was like 206, which was about average for an 85 year old. And I was like 28 or 29 or something. And I'm like, what's going on here? Um, So my prescription from my nice naturopathic doctor who knew more than I at the moment in this field um, was to do high intensity interval training on a regular basis. And what this really looked like or looks like is just 10 or 20 minutes of like 10 seconds on or 20 seconds on and 10 seconds off or something like that, where you're doing something full out Um, And this can be running, you know, sprinting for 20 seconds and then walking for 10 seconds or 20 seconds, you know, alternating the high intensity things. It can be burpees, it can be jumping lunges and squats and and these sort of things that really get your heart rate up, but then allow it to come down a little bit and then get your heart rate up. And that kind of uh, flexibility of the nervous system and the cardiovascular system can really help boost and maintain and regulate hormones in the body. Um, both for men and and for women. Definitely. Yeah. Very effective form of movement. Yeah. And high, I love high intensity interval training too. Um, if you're like, you know, feeling up for it, it's not necessary, but I, I love it because you can get like a really good workout in, if you will, in a really short period of time. Yeah. Yeah. And actually it's uh, been studied that after a hit exercise, uh, your metabolism stays revved up. It stays faster for a prolonged period of time after you're done moving. Whereas with, uh, you know, cardiovascular exercise, mm-hmm. you're really, the, the metabolism is up while you're moving, but kind of settles back down at its normal rates when you relax. So there's that okay. kind of prolonged me- metabolic effect. Yeah. Um, so, we got we got the aerobic activity. We got the um, the weight training, weight lifting. We got high intensity interval training. And I will say, you know, before we move on to the next one, all these three forms of movement we've already talked about typically support the body in sweating, right? Oh, yeah. And we get a huge benefit for our detoxification pathways when we sweat on a daily basis. Yeah. So that is really, I think, a good goal to have is to sweat every day. And um, movement is, of course, a great way to do it unless you live in the jungle and (laughs) you just have to walk outside and start sweating or something like that. Um, So 
uh, obviously the, the last, the fourth kind of category of movement is the strength and flexibility stuff, the yoga, the stretching. And, um, this is really important because obviously, you know, when we're stretching, we're, we're maintaining health of our muscles. We're maintaining, maintaining health of our joints, um, maintaining kind of the, the flexibility. And I think we all have the experience. I know I do for sure. Um, of like feeling like, oh man, I've got to stretch, you know, if like our body is, I just love yoga and stretching because our body desires new positions and movement. And, um, I think that this, that's what this form of physical activity and movement provides us is like the novel ways to move our body in different positions that, strength and lengthen and, and, um, increase the flexibility of different joints. And when it comes to yoga, of course, um, you know, being a yoga teacher, one thing that was my kind of focus in classes was really being mindful of where the breath is going in the body and, you know, giving our cell, our body different positions and shapes to put the breath in different parts of our body. Um, even though obviously it is in our lungs, but the energy of our breath goes to our body to actually maintain and kind of bring life and energy to that part of our body. Yeah. And when we're really, we give ourselves the gift of just being present with ourselves as we are stretching, it's essentially kind of like a timeout from the hustle and bustle of the rest of your day, yeah. which also helps, you know, bring the body into that restful parasympathetic nervous system state. Of course. Of course. Um, yeah. So, we don't have any questions from the people who are live with us. Um, so maybe we'll transition to the other big question or topic that a lot of people have with regard to movement is like, all right, well, how much is enough movement? You know, um, can I just walk out, walk down to the end of the driveway and like with the dog and let the dog go to the bathroom and come back in? Is that, is that good enough for the day? Um, and the answer is anything is better than nothing. Movement is any form of movement is better than no form of movement. And, um, I guess before we get into that, you know, which out of these four things should we be doing? Well, personally, we love to mix it up and we love to listen to our body of what our body wants to do. And obviously movement, you know, it goes without saying that movement is an opportunity to get outside. Hopefully we're doing most of our movement outside and having the opportunity to ventilate and breathe fresh air and connect with nature. Um, that's, that's, I think that's my main reason for moving, um, or my main kind of, uh, reason for getting it for uh yeah for yeah to and get outside for individuals who maybe have had a history where it's been a little tricky for them to stay consistent with movement in their life the most important thing is that you choose a form of movement that is enjoyable that brings you back again and again because what's the point of having some kind of grueling relationship with movement where it's just this thing on your to-do list um it kind of sets you up for failure because you're relying then on willpower and you're not relying on your body's innate desire to do something that it enjoys. Yeah. yeah. Feel good. What's the point if it doesn't feel good? And obviously it comes up a lot like, well, sometimes the good feeling is like at the end of the movement session or workout or whatever you want to call it. Um, sometimes it's during, you know, I, I feel, I love the feeling of riding my bike or, cross-country skiing or whatever you know it feels awesome and it's beautiful and i'm in nature and it's like oh my gosh there's animals and life and 
and blue skies and sunshine and all the good stuff, right? Um, so uh, yeah, just to clarify uh, in the chat here, the best um, morning movement on a fasted in a fasted state is really the best way to get into the fat burning zone, so to speak, especially when we're, of course, doing aerobic movement in a fasted state. Yeah, but there's, of course, benefits to moving at different times of the day as well. Yeah. A lot of people feel surge in energy in the afternoon. They feel like they get their, their best workout in in the yeah. afternoon. So, so. Um, anyways, shifting the conversation back to the amount of movement, once again, anything is better than nothing, right? Um, but the the interesting thing is when we when we look at the science like the the more the better the more the better obviously up until a point um but an interesting meta-analysis looked at a population that exercised or in this case they were just doing like some gentle activity which was something equivalent to walking um 10 minutes a day dropped overall mortality by three percent 20 minutes per day dropped over overall mortality by 7%. 40 minutes per day dropped overall mortality by 14%. And 60 minutes per day dropped overall mortality by 24%. And in this particular study, there wasn't, like that was the upper limit of movement because there wasn't a big enough group of people who moved more than 60 minutes per day. Um, but it looked like, the, the, the trend was still going upwards in, ter in terms of the benefits that we received from moving. So 60 minutes a day is a great thing to shoot for. But just a, as a reminder, it doesn't need to be a 60-minute like uh, Peloton full-out pedal session, you know, at 300 watts or anything like that. You know, you can be walking for 60 minutes is probably one of the best things that we can do for ourselves. Yeah, and you can weave it into your day with gardening, yard chores, yeah. household chores. And actually what the research is showing is that we actually get more benefit if we stay active throughout the day versus we dedicate our 60 minutes in the morning to the gym and then spend the rest of the day sitting at our desk. Which sadly is something that I'm personally working on. I tend to have my dedicated movement and then the rest of the day is a little bit more sedentary. So it's always great to try and schedule in the breaks. And literally, literally, I have to remind myself this. So this one's for me. It can be as easy as like getting up off the chair and stretching this way and stretching that way and doing some squats and doing that and doing a downward dog and some push-ups. Two minutes and then you're back at it. And that is such a great way to, you know, avoid the quote unquote sedentary lifestyle. So from my perspective, there is absolutely zero excuse for a sedentary lifestyle. Unless, of course, we are, you know, healing some injury or, or something like that. And obviously things get a little bit complicated. The, the conversation gets a little bit complicated when we're dealing with fatigue, which oftentimes is an, a movement deficiency in part, as well as maybe some nutritional things. But movement is so important for sleep. And people who are fatigued generally aren't sleeping enough because they're not moving enough, because they're not sleeping enough, because they're tired. So we got to break that cycle. We got to break that cycle. And really, an, the best place to intervene is movement. We just push ourselves a little bit, break out of that cycle. And hopefully it breaks, you know, shakes the, the fatigue that some people can 
get stuck with. Totally. But also on that point of fatigue, um, this you mentioned you mentioned more exercise is better up until a certain point. And there are the few, you know, there are people out there who love their movement so much yeah. and they like really thrive on long distance endurance activities. And I'm definitely someone who is susceptible to over exercise, moving too much. Oh, yeah. And actually in my college years, I developed adrenal fatigue or adrenal burnout because I was just constantly doing intense exercise. Yeah. Um, so also want to just mention that as well. When we're moving our body, our adrenals are working because they are, you know, bringing our, our body up oh. to face the task. Yeah. Remember, movement is a great way to stress your body. But mm -hmm. then the great thing is when you're done moving, your adrenals actually get the signal to, okay. If you, if you rest. If you rest. <laughs> Which some people don't. Yeah. So um, Yvonne asked the question, 50, what about 15 minutes four times? Yeah, so 15 minutes four times is actually more beneficial than 60 minutes once. And then assuming that the rest of the day is like sedentary. Um, yes, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so kind of the moral of the story, story is more movement is better and mix it up. Do what feels good. Do what you know, gets your heart rate up every once in a while, keeps your muscle mass, keeps you limber and flexible, and, uh, you know, makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Makes you feel good because your your body was designed to move. That's why we have, is it 206 joints or something like that? I don't I think maybe 206 bones. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> we'll have to get back don't, to don't, that. Yeah, I, don't tell the anatomy professor. Um <laughs> But anyways, any other announcements or anything before we sign off? Just a reminder that our spring cleanse is right around the corner. It starts April 11th and our first cleanse meeting is April 9th. It'd be lovely to see you all there. If you're looking for more regular long-term support, we invite you to check out our Thrive on Plants program where we work with individuals to support them in achieving their health goals. Uh, but otherwise, we'll be here. No, we won't be here next week because we we're on spring break next week. Okay, we're taking a spring break for medicinal Monday, I guess. I was <laughs> curious about that myself. Um, so we'll see. I'm serious about my spring break. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we are excited about the cleanse as well. So join us, jump in. Once again, the uh, link to sign up is at www.alter.health slash cleanse starting April 11th. So until next time, we'll be in touch. But until next time, peace and love. And bye for now. Bye for now.